Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is episode 12 with Brittany Sonnenberg. Are you looking to balance your personal and work priorities at the same time? Get accelerated courses derived from graduate level content and developed by Cornell professors and maximize the time and the impact that you can make in your job. The great thing about eCornell is that you don't sacrifice interaction. eCornell students consistently rate class discussions and connections with global professionals and faculty as one of the most valuable parts of their learning experience. Through eCornell, you join an elite group of professionals who have empowered themselves and their organizations with targeted online training and marketing that drives results and revenue. What are you waiting for? Go to www.ecornell.com forward slash nomads and save 20% off most of the courses. eCornell, Ivy League, around the world. In today's episode, I talked to award-winning author and writer, Brittany Sonnenberg, and we talk about different ways to explore our creative avenues and using that as a platform to communicate. We also talk about home or homes, rather, and finding empathy for other cultures. So enjoy. Welcome, everybody. Today I have with me the lovely Brittany Sonnenberg. She's an award-winning writer and also the author of a new book called Home Leave. Welcome, Brittany. Thank you, Tyler. Why don't you start off by telling me your third culture story and why you moved around so much? Sure. We moved around the whole time for my dad's job. He's a businessman and worked for a multinational corporation. I was born in Hamburg, and then we moved to Philadelphia, and then London, then Atlanta, then Minneapolis, then Shanghai, and then Singapore. And, and that was over a span of how many years? That was 18 years. So when you were moving constantly, what was your concept of home? For most of that time, I thought of home as the States. And specifically, my my grandmother had a mountain house in northwest Georgia, uh, where we would spend most of the summer when we were living in Shanghai and Singapore, we would go back. And that's where the book takes its title, too, is that summer spent at home we called home leave yeah. every year. And so, yeah, I think when we were living abroad, that was really my my notion of home. But then when I went to college in the States, that really shifted and I started really missing Asia. Um, and then I would spend the summers 
between college semesters going back to Southeast Asia often on just sort of internships I would find. And so then home leave switched again and had a different connotation. And suddenly home felt like the place, I don't know, I think in some ways, maybe a lot of other TCKs can relate to this. Home feels like the place you left or the place you miss. Yeah, no, absolutely. It constantly changes. I'm always saying it's a fluid uh, concept, uh, the idea of home for TCKs. So, so you touched on Home Leave, the book there. How did you come up with a title and what led you to write the book? Uh, well, I think the title always felt really evocative to me because the, the notion of Home Leave, you know, going, going home every summer, that term was something that was just around a lot when we lived, when we lived as expats in Asia. But then, this, you know, having those two words together, home and leave. Um, there's something really agonizing and kind of tragic about the proximity of uh, leave being right next to home, like mm-hmm. this instant pressure to always to leave just once you've gotten home or I don't know. So I, I felt like there was something really symbolic and um, meaningful in that term. And the book came to me, I think, I don't know. I mean, I've been a fiction writer for a really long time, but I hadn't done something so sort of autobiographical before. But I don't know. The material just kept coming back and I felt the need to return to my own story and just spend a long time with it, but then take it in different fictional directions. So I wasn't pressured to sort of stick with exactly what had happened to my family, but could branch off in other ways that I felt like. And, and, you know, it's gotten good reviews. That's how I actually found the book. I was looking for TCK books because I, I was, I'm, I'm branching out into fiction writing myself about TCK. I was like, oh, what are the other TCK books out there? <laughs> I, can, I think like you, I'm doing the, I'm trying to do the author, autobiographical thing. It's, ah, I don't know. It's a journey, but we'll see. <laughs> you drew on some of the concepts from your growing up uh, and kind of how it was for you. And then you, you fictionized a lot of the other things. Mm-hmm. Throughout the process, did you find that it was an outlet? Were you remembering stories or was it some sort of release for you? Because I find, you know, a lot of TCKs use some sort of creative outlet as a way to express themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it felt like it did a lot of things. Like on the one hand, it helped me return to all those old homes, you know, by by writing about them. And even just, you know, I mean, something that people are always told as writers or emerging writers is to write about the five senses. So what things taste and smell and sound like. And I think TCKs have that down because it's like we miss, you know, things so strongly from our old homes that we're always kind of remembering what the poor tea tasted like in (laughs) China or kind of what the monastery sounded like in that place or how hot the sun was on that day in Singapore. And so um, I feel like the act of moving so much really sharpens those senses um, from a place of kind of longing and memory. And so that felt really good to to remember. And then I think something I really liked about making it fiction was just this aspect of playing around with it because memories shift anyways. So you can't ever write a sort of true account, but like I, in the chapter that takes place in Shanghai where I lived with my family when I was 12 to 14 years old, I do a sort of story about how my sister and I 
or let's say the characters Sophie and Leah in the book try to run away from home and run back mm. uh, to their old home in the States. And they say they're, they're not running away from home, they're running home because they don't consider Shanghai to be their real home. And it was really fun to write. And it's something that I never did, but I, I could imagine having done it, you yeah. know, I was just a little bit different or my sister had been, you know, we, we might have plotted something like that. <laughs> the story that you said with them plotting to go home and them thinking that, that that was just a natural thing for them. When you came back to the States often, was it easy for you to adjust? Was it always home like it was for the characters there? Yeah, well, I mean, we had a really particular setup, which was that we would just go to my grandmother's house. And so it wasn't in some ways, it was a very artificial sense of home because mm -hmm. it was actually in a retirement community in Georgia. So it was just sort of a bunch of older retired people around. And then my sister and I and our family, and then sometimes our family members would come visit us or a friend or two, but it wasn't like and so it felt very safe and comfortable, but it wasn't like we were back in the city where we had lived trying to, you know, right. re-engage with friends again. I think that would have been harder in some ways, you know, and so it was more like the geography that was so comforting. And then the family members that we saw that was that felt that felt a lot like home. But yeah, I mean, there would be times, too, when we would see sort of old friends and then we hadn't talked to them in a long time and you know just our we changed as people too and I think that that sometimes felt really awkward to me and hard to maintain those those friendships how would you say is the best way to make friends because now you're in um you're in Germany right yeah what led you to go there I and mean, how was it that was a transition for you to actually be living there well it took a while it definitely took a while I feel like it probably took about three years until I felt like I had really solid friends in Berlin and I had a kind of just, yeah, that I felt like it had become home for me. I think in terms of making friends, I mean, all cultures are a little bit different. I, I feel like in some ways Germans took a little bit longer to get to know, but mm -hmm. then once you were in, you were really they're very dedicated, loyal, incredible, loving friends. Whereas maybe Americans are more sort of immediate and warm, but make friendships more quickly. I, I, I don't think they're superficial. Some people would sort of fault Americans with that. But it's just, a, it's a different level maybe of loyalty or commitment or something like that. I think it's a different culture, a different mindset. I've noticed this uh, concept of personal space, depending on where you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just take some adjusting. Now, what's your favorite thing about Berlin? Hmm. Well, I really, I, it's a very cosmopolitan city, which feels very home-like to me. There's a lot of people from everywhere. There's a bunch of languages being spoken on the street at all times. And I really, I really like that. And there's a kind of, I don't know, there's something of a European sensibility about the city with everyone biking and there's a lot of green and it feels like a bit of a slower pace of life. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, then somewhere like New York, maybe. And I don't feel like everyone, it's pretty artistic. It's not like everyone's trying to make a billion dollars. People are just trying to make enough to like pay their rent and hang out. And I think all those things I really appreciate about the city. Probably um, good for your sense of creativity there because you're mm-hmm. an artistic person by nature. Yeah. I was doing some research on you <laughs> <laughs> and I saw that you, you know, you did your MFA uh, um, and then you are sort of constantly traveling back and forth between countries and, uh, you know, when you were writing short stories. Why did you feel like? it was better for you to go abroad for you to sort of, um, I don't know, to, to get this education and to be inspired. Yeah. I mean, it's hard for me to say how much of it was sort of an intellectual decision and how much of it was almost like birds, like migratory birds, just something in your biology that gets set up from being a kid and moving around so much. I feel like I have this internal urging often you know, now that I live in Berlin and I, I have a job that takes me to Hong Kong sometimes and I go back to see family in the States and I just, I regularly feel those urges to just to go and be those places. So it's just what was familiar, I think. But then also since it's, you know, those places are countries that fascinate me and that I feel are very meaningful for me, I always get a lot of artistic inspiration um, when I'm back there as well. Okay, so I'm doing this series I'm, I, where I do a monthly issue on my website, and I, I ask them three questions, TCKs. The first yeah. question is, what's the best thing about being a TCK? I guess I would say that it's really helped me as a writer because you have this perspective of being a bit of an outsider and being really good at observing and watching and also of kind of slipping in and out of different worlds. And I think that that really helps me when I'm creating characters or settings that I can draw from all of those places. Because since I was a little girl, I was just doing all of that watching and really absorbing so much. And I don't think, yeah, that, I mean, maybe I would have developed those qualities if I'd stayed in one place, but I think it really sharpened it to, to move around all the time. What's the worst thing about being a TCK? <laughs> <laughs> I think the worst thing is just, yeah, this like really strong longing for home that I feel like I can't shake, but not really knowing how to find it. Um, And I mean, I do think that drives my fiction, you know, so in some ways it's not a total negative, but it does, I don't know, it leaves me feeling sort of shaky sometimes, I would say. The biggest impact that you think TCKs can have in the world? Uh, I guess I would say empathy, you know, because I think you're really trained in a sort of radical empathy 
living so many places and you just, you, you can't really survive as a TCK if you're really judgmental all the time or you're not adjusting or changing or trying to relate to the different cultures and different people around you. And I think that that can do a lot of healing for, you know, just cultural misunderstandings and grievances in the world. And so I think when TCKs bring that to bear on whatever professions they're in globally, that can only do good. No, I think I think that's actually a really, really good point. I, I, was, I often hear open-mindedness, bridge between cultures, emp- yeah. empathies. I think it's right on, actually. Now that you are yeah, this amazing published author, <laughs> where, where can we buy your books? What's the next thing? Where, are you doing a book tour? Uh-huh. What's going on? Well, you can buy Home Leave on Amazon or bookdepository.com. That's a good international option because it doesn't have shipping charges. Or Powell's is an independent online website that sells books. And it's also published in Germany as Heimflug. And yeah, I mean, I it's kind of too early to talk about the next project. I'm still writing, obviously, but don't have anything sort of nailed down yet. Right, so, right. I'll keep you posted on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll be happy to do that. And uh, I guess for other creatives like you, aspiring writers, do you think the best way is to manuscript it or what would be, or do you think it's just the right, just write down whatever stories you have and then formulate it at the end? Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, it, different personalities work different ways. I've never worked very well with an outline format or something that's really strict. It always makes me feel kind of too restricted, but... I think for other people that can be helpful. I think the main thing is just to try to, you know, the way to really think of your art as work. I was talking about this with a friend the other day. So just, you know, that a lot of people think it's a hobby, but if you really want to be published and for your work, for your writing work to be taken seriously, you know, just spend three hours a day or one hour a day or however much you can afford just treating it really seriously. And, and that's, pages will accumulate then too that's the good thing so treat it as work be dedicated not as a hobby mm-hmm. when you were trying to publish when you're trying to get published were you did you already have a publishing house i found an agent who sort of helped me also shape the book a little bit and um yeah she was a great person to be in touch with while i was editing and writing the book and then she found a publisher did you self-edit your book well, I, you know, it went through a bunch of stages. I mean, I did a lot of editing at first, and then my agent did, and then my publisher, my editor did additional edits. So, yeah, tons, okay. tons of work. <laughs> yeah, don't mind me. I'm just asking all these questions because I'm, I'm in the same process, and I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Rapid-fire questions here. Okay. Best country to live in? Germany. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, why would you say that? <laughs> I'm just trying to defend my choice to myself right now. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like a really good place to me these days. I mean, I would have to say Berlin feels Berlin. different than um, than a lot of other places. But yeah, that's a really tough question. Okay, so we'll go with Germany for that. Best yeah. uh, country to visit? Vacation? Hong Kong. It's Hong not well. That's more of a city, but I think it offers so many different things that um, it's an incredible place to visit. Okay, country with the best food? Singapore. Singapore. Mm-hmm. I, I've been asking all these questions, and I've been getting a lot of Asian countries with the best food. So, yeah. <laughs> a country with the best fashion sense, 
Korea. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, and movies? Country with the best movies? Yeah, or best. You know, you want to get there. You want to be inspired, creativity. You know, creatively, and you have music, movies, just culture brimming everywhere. Uh, I'm kind of partial to the U.S. for that. U.S. A- any particular city in the U.S.? I really like, I mean, I think some of my favorite cities in the U.S. are New York, obviously. L.A. I like a lot. <laughs> New York! <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, that's actually why I moved to New York City, because I've always been inspired by uh, the Big Apple. Before I uh, let you go, I where are your social media handles? What's the best way to reach you? And uh, what, what would be one thing you would say to someone that was in your position, uh, let's say, 13 years ago? Just oh. go in the first move. First, the uh, social media stuff. I'm at Britt Sonnenberg. That's the Twitter handle. And my website is BrittanySonnenberg.com. And then you're saying advice for me 13 years ago? Yeah. Or, I mean, or a young girl, a young guy that's moving for the first time to another culture. Um, I guess I would say to just have a lot of patience with yourself and to... You know, to indulge when you have those days where you really miss home, not to beat yourself up about it and to call people and to just let yourself be soothed or go watch a movie from that place or something like that. But then also try not to stay in that slump, you know, by getting outside and taking a class and, you know, the foreign language of the country you're living in and um, doing, you know, taking it's kind of like writing every day, you know, just having that practice or that commitment to really go deeper into the culture. I think that's really important. I think that's very important. I think making the effort, um, even though it might seem difficult at first, just to be out there, I think, yeah. I think end, ends up paying dividends, like you were saying. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Ultimately. Thank you for this interview. I really had fun. And I, I'm, um, you know, I'm going to be looking forward to more of your creative outlets and, uh, sure continue to be inspired by what you're writing and uh Thank i'll put so the word out there in the podcast lunch cool thanks so much yeah, you're welcome thanks for tuning in you were just listening to us told by nomads if you enjoyed the show please leave a review here on itunes or on stitcher and subscribe also, be sure to head over to my website, tyroxin.com, to subscribe for more updates and tips on how to navigate the world and check out some of the other things I'm doing. Till next time, remember, home is not necessarily a physical place. It is wherever you most feel comfortable. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 